it's Jeff Hudson. Welcome to Relational Gravity, the podcast that helps you measure, understand, and build the relationships that make you and your organization successful. If you're a small organization battling big, well-funded competitors, I've got some great news for you. You have a competitive edge, and it's called epistemology. That's right, I'm going there. For Relational Gravity's first podcast, I've actually picked an electrifying concept that has a six-syllable Greek word straight from academia. So what is epistemology? It's about ways of knowing, and it's the antidote to your large competitor's hubris. We'll talk about that Greek word in a minute. It means excessive pride or self-confidence. It boils down to this. Do you need to be recognized as the smartest guy in your market, or would you rather quietly outthink him? Epistemology begins with the simple question, how do you know? This is the question to ask anyone who provides those quick, confident prescriptions to your organization's challenges. When you get those quick answers, when somebody comes through your door with a raft of degrees and says, I've got answers for you, you need to evaluate what they're telling you. And I'm going to give you five ways of doing that. When you ask, how do you know, the first thing you want to know is, do they know because they're an authority? This can come from a power of position. Is it the longevity in a career field or even a large number of speaking engagements and byline trade journal articles? Self-assured authority does not make right, but it can be immensely reassuring of tough times. When somebody comes in and says, step aside, I know what to do, that can be reassuring, but it may also be very dangerous for you. Then there's the, how do I know based on my intelligence? Education does not end with a college degree. Forrest Gump's mama was right and stupid is and stupid does. The same applies to smart. Smart is as smart does. Intelligence is about making well-informed decisions that drive intelligent action. That often begins with our friend Socrates, another Greek, who said, I know that I know nothing. That's a very difficult thing for us to say in business, but it's important if we're going to be effective in what we do. Then there's intuition. This is another big one I see in the business world. Do you rely on your gut instinct, your visceral sense of what the facts are? You may be right, but what if you're not? My question to you is how lucky are you? That doesn't mean there's no place in the world for intuition. Albert Einstein said the intuitive mind is a sacred gift and the rational mind is a faithful servant. But what we're talking about here is informed intuition based on observation and supported by the scientific method. Albert Einstein may have started with intuition, but he didn't end there, and his intuition was driven by what he observed through the disciplines of the science that he was involved in. So he didn't just have assumptions. There's a big difference between assumptions and intuition. And that gets us to observation. Do you rely on qualitative research? That's the focus groups. That's the written answers on your customer satisfaction surveys. That's those cards that your customers turn in to tell you what they think. And that's the phone calls that come in that may be a complaint. While these observations are vital to success, they're dangerous if they're the only thing you use for making business decisions. The truth is we can't always correctly understand what we see or hear. We have to look in and investigate things. Now here's one that's near and dear to my heart, and that's measurement. When somebody says, how do you know? And your answer is, I've measured it, I've got charts, I've got graphs, I've got data. That's a place where I live and die. Uh, It's my comfort zone. But I have learned to ask, what if the numbers are right, but the questions are wrong? You need to consider that possibility. 
If taken alone, measurement can be dangerous if it becomes the only basis for your business decisions. So those are the five things to know when somebody says, I'm going to tell you some facts and you want to know how do they know. It's important. Ask those five questions. But now I'm going to give you the answer to say, how do we put these together into a good answer for you? If you want measurable success, you need to put authority and innate intelligence aside and hang on to observation plus measurement used together with a healthy dose of creativity. And that gets back to Albert Einstein. He had a very creative brain. These are the most powerful tools in your toolbox. But don't tell your competition. Remember, they're relying on big budgets, glitzy creative, great campaigns that look just like everybody else's campaign, and the big name authorities to back it up. Let them be self-assured while you quietly nip away at their market. So what does relational gravity have to do with all of this? In short, it's an approach that will help you answer the question, how do you know? I'm willing to bet that 80% of your production or services challenges are related to business processes. But I'm equally willing to bet that 100% of your success is totally dependent on the human relationships you build and how to understand and maintain them. Let's start with those relationships with your customers. Do you really know what your customers want? Very often we start with what our customers need, and we're very clear on that. But what if your solution to their problem is not something they want? It doesn't mean they don't have a problem. For years, our nation has had campaigns to get people to quit smoking cigarettes. And I'm willing to bet that most people now know that cigarettes cause cancer. But that hasn't stopped people from smoking cigarettes. So even though they need to stop smoking, it doesn't mean they want to stop smoking. So you have to be open to the idea that just because you have a great solution, it doesn't mean your customer wants it. So why don't you sit down and talk to your customer, find out what your customer or your prospective customer wants, and then begin to develop a product or a service or something that fits what they want, fits something that they're willing to engage with. But the other thing is you need to understand your most important competitive asset, and that's your employees. Even if you have just five or ten, you need to understand them and you need to connect with them because without them, I'm going to venture to say you really don't have a product. You can manufacture a widget, but it takes human beings to manufacture that widget, and it also takes human beings to engage with your customer. So if you want to engage with your employees, you have to do it effectively so they can engage with your customers. That's something else that you can measure. Again, don't assume that you know what they want, and don't assume because you've read a number of articles in a trade journal that that's exactly what they want. Your employees may be different than others. Your customers may be different than others. So it all begins with Socrates. I know that I know nothing. Once you're there, once you're comfortable being there, you have an opportunity to develop a distinct advantage over your self-assured competitors. Thank you for listening to this Relational Gravity podcast. Remember, it's about relationships always.